0: Welcome, welcome to the DMV's Vibe Podcast. I am Miss Pink. And I am Fairless Swagger. And we are finally back in the studio. Um, Last week was very um, eventful. Yes. We were out uh, supporting Pretty Pamper Queens Auto Club Stunt Sunday. Um, There were a lot of nice cars out there. They gave away like 48 trophies. Um, It was very loud. (laughs) It was very loud, but... Um, it was nice to see them have such a nice big event, um, and get to see all the different car clubs and for still a big number of people to come out. We didn't have no problems, no incidents, no nothing. It was just like a big ass family reunion. It really
1: was. No beef, nobody fought, none of that. Police came by, but... I mean, yeah, they
0: wasn't really messing with nobody, so, you know, it was all cool, um... As we have entered into a new month, um, we're in September. Um, definitely want to send a prayer to everyone affected by Hurricane Ida. Um, it is hurricane season, and that part of United States always seems to get hit pretty hard. Yeah, um, the
1: New Orleans, um, it actually hit New York and Jersey hard, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw like um, some of the pictures and the videos over the last um, couple weeks or whatever. And so we definitely want to send a special prayer out to um, everyone affected by that storm. Hopefully um, we can wrap up hurricane season with no more disasters. Um, But September is also suicide, National Suicide Prevention Month. Um, I thought it was important because we always talk about mental health to discuss this issue um, because it is like in the top 10 um, causes of death across the United States mm-hmm. um, this week specifically is a suicide prevention week it's the fifth through the 11th. Um, so, throughout the show, we're going to be talking about the warning signs and, you know, what to look out for, how you can uh, identify them, as well as, um, like, a safety plan and trying to get someone to therapy. We know that a lot of celebrities have been affected by it, um, from Robin Williams to um, Phyllis Hyman, Donnie Hathaway. We have uh the fashion designer Kate Spade. Um, I don't know who used to watch the Disney Channel when we was younger, Lee Thompson
1: Young. Jet Jackson.
0: Yep, Jet Jackson. Um, he was affected. Uh, he did have a bipolar disorder, so that played into, you know, his health as well as like um Don Cornelius committed suicide due to um his Alzheimer's and the seizures that he was having. Um so we're gonna jump in and Um, One, I want to start with giving the phone numbers um, to how you can start receiving help. If you know anyone who needs those numbers, I'll also be posting it. Um, If you're looking at the show on YouTube or Facebook, you will be able to see the numbers posted on there as well. Uh, The National Suicide Prevention Line is 1-800-273-8255 or you can text CRISIS. I'm sorry. You can text hello to the crisis text lines at seven four one seven four one. It is free and they're available twenty four hours a day. Um, they do have a specific text line for um, the veterans crisis line. You would text hello to eight three eight two five five to connect with the veteran affairs responder. Um. So I was looking over, you know, a lot of information this weekend, and um, the most recent study showed in 2019, it was um, number 10 on the leading causes of death across the United States of America with 47,500 people affected.
1: That's a lot of people. It
0: definitely is a lot of people. Um, I didn't even, I was scared to go and look at what the numbers were for the age ranges, um, I know
1: it's it's significant, significantly have gone up in um, young people. Um, a lot of, I mean, you have elementary school age children that have taken their lives. Um, more than like I remember growing up as a kid, we didn't have kids committing suicide um, the way that you see that nowadays. And I know that um, there are probably other factors. That play into um childhood or child suicide, but the numbers with suicide is, and kids is a lot yes absolutely
0: um I know it's specifically from especially working with the school system mm-hmm. you you can see a lot of those um what they call as warning signs in some of those kids and Um, That's why, you know, it's so important to try our best to remain positive because you don't know what people are going through at home. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been specifically being home through the pandemic. Um, You have people who just have too much idle time and sometimes being home wasn't the best for some of these kids for their situations that are going on in their household. And so um, I know that the state of Maryland specifically is looking for more therapists um, within to, to deal with the younger age children as well as um, more social workers that can deal with the mental health in households.
1: Well, if they would actually pay the therapists and social workers, you would actually have um, more people in the field, but it's not a lucrative um, yeah. career monetarily because you do have some people who are in it because they're in it for the kids. They love what they do. Um, but they're to live, to work and live and maintain a decent household as a social worker, as a therapist. anybody that's in these type of fields, especially in the mental health field, um, people that work in group homes with these people they just don't get paid enough.
0: Don't get paid enough and um, certain jobs and I'm going to say mine specifically that I have right now um, they want us to be like the middle person between uh, like a social worker Mm -hmm. and and the customer but we are not equipped to deal um, with people who have Ty- different types of mental disorders because that is majority of the people who need um, who need assistance from the state
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so when you have people that are coming in there and then we're the people that they talk to you know when they're trying to get their assistance and their benefits um, sometimes we, we're we not equipped because they, they don't do training for us and you know if this situation happens this is what you should do and I feel like it correlates directly back to, you know, what happens with the people who poli- have mental disorders and dealing the poli- with the police. The police, yeah. Um, it's just, if jobs implemented certain things, um, it would help cut down, I think, on a lot of, um, what I'll say now in the world, a lot of leading causes of death.
1: I will definitely say... Um, I know a lot of people get upset when they hear the term defund the police defund the police but here's my thing when I when I hear about situations where and this happened we've had situations in D.C. where you call a police officer because somebody is having a psychotic episode they have a knife they have a butter knife I can't remember if it was a man or a woman who had a butter knife in D.C. and they ultimately murdered this woman and the, the thing about it is as an educator who has been at a school where a child has tried to at- attack another child with a knife who has had to de-escalate a situation and I don't have a gun, I don't have a baton, I don't have anything but my voice in my hands to protect myself and a lot of stuff that they teach, the techniques that they teach um, those of us who work in schools in special education it don't work so a lot of times you're doing stuff just to protect yourself but we still can de-escalate the situation so if we as educators can de-escalate a situation that is very violent where everybody who goes home free goes home to their family or whatever or you know a lot of times the kids that are involved will um end up maybe going to the hospital or something like that but nobody gets hurt then the police officers can do the same thing absolutely they we have to de-escalate a situation we have no choice because we have to not only do our, keep ourselves safe because we have families that we want to go home to but we got to keep these children safe and these uh, the, the children involved in the situation safe and the children in the schools safe so police officers need some type of mental health training or something like that to learn how to de-escalate a situation because it's not equal force when someone has a knife and you have a gun and you're shooting them. That's not equal force. Right. And if they're having a psychotic. And then when you have family that is clearly telling you that this person has a history of, whatever mental illness and they're telling you that they're having a psychotic episode, okay? So you assess the situation differently, but you cannot you can't fight fire with fire and that's a lot of things when you watch some of the videos of these situations. If you're up here and the person's up here, nobody's de-escalating. Yep. No, the situation is only going to get worse and we have to learn how to deal with that because i have worked been in situations where kids have had homicidal audiations and um suicidal audiations and it's hard but i can't be i might be scared to death but they'll never see that right but deep down inside i'm like lord just help me but i'm scared but i'm not hollering and screaming and doing the most up here because they're up here
0: exactly and it it definitely is no way to de-escalate if it's just like having an argument if two people are arguing somebody's not listening and um the de-escalation process is it is so many different ways that you can de-escalate Uh, I think even more so with people who have uh, mental illnesses. Uh, I can understand you know, they might not be complying but you have to find alternative things to try and tap into where their mental is. Um, So I'm going to go in and start talking about the warning signs um, which start with talking about wanting to die or kill themselves. Um, Talking about Feeling empty, hopeless, or no reason to live; feeling trapped, or that there are no solutions; um, unbearable emotions, or physical pain, or unbearable physical pain; being a burden to others; withdrawing from family and friends; giving away important possessions putting affairs in order like if you're making a wheel or something putting those things together um, taking great risks that they know could lead to a possible death um, also it could be extreme mood swings uh, making a plan or looking for ways to kill themselves like uh lethal methods feeling guilt or shame excessive increase of drugs or alcohol Feeling anxious or agitated, changing eating or sleeping habits, and showing rage or talking about seeking revenge. Um, those are just warning signs, but it could stem from other things. Like um, most people who think about committing suicide have suffered, like we said, it's some type of mental illness or disorder. It could be that they're um, experiencing depression. Um, And not all of these behaviors could lead to them doing suicide, but it is a risk factor that could lead them to show, exhibit the behaviors or the warning signs. Um, The chronic pain, the substance substance abuse, um, a history of suicide attempts, a family history of mental health issues, a family history of suicide, exposure to family violence, whether it be physical or sexual abuse. The presence of multiple firearms in their home. Um, They said that a risk factor could be recently released from prison or jail. Um, That was one of the things that uh, I discovered. That sometimes people who have been in prison, no matter how long it is, they suffer from certain traumas. A
1: a lot of them um, have trauma. First of all, a lot of inmates when they get locked up and they go through these psych evaluations, a lot of them are diagnosed with something. And here in the great United States (laughs) of America, we do not rehabilitate our prisoners. At all. Okay? Nobody, nobody can sit in confinement for 23 hours. Okay? First of all, the average attention span of an adult is 45 minutes. So just imagine, you know, they, they're they sitting there for 23 hours doing nothing. We don't give them the opportunities, even if they are able to earn a degree, uh, get a trade, earn a skill. When they come out here, you don't have people willing to give them a second chance. Mm-hmm. And so... That causes them to have those feelings of, well, I have no purpose. You know, I'm here. I'm trying to change my life around. I paid my debt to society. Pay my debt to the 13th Amendment. But but now I'm still stuck. And I don't have nothing to do. And I can't do anything. I can't better myself. And so they end up killing themselves. Mm -hmm. But also, I will say, because I actually had a friend who took his life. And it's literally... Shocked all of us. Actually, the anniversary of his death is coming up in the next couple of weeks. But it shocked all of us. Like when I got the phone call, I was like, huh, "Who? What? Like they did what?" Nobody saw this coming, and it was unexpected. So even though there there are warning signs, sometimes there are none. There are none. Mm-hmm. Like we was all together the month before, or we chilling, partying. Two months later, he blew his brains out in his mama' basement, and his mother mm. came home and found him like that. And that—that's trauma,
0: you know. It, and I think a lot of people who, um, I've heard people say that someone who commits suicide is doing a selfish act. I can't agree completely that it's selfish, but because they're they're focused on there's no one that can help me through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But also, them taking their life means. You're spreading the pain that you had now amongst everyone who really cared for you.
1: Especially because he had kids. So it's like like yeah. dang now now the kids, you know what I'm saying, they don't have their father. So but I also think about in the black community. Mm. Um these are things that we need to be comfortable with talking about. If you have um, suicidal thoughts or you're going through things go to therapy does not mean that you are crazy therapy there's nothing wrong with seeking help talking to someone about whatever that's going on but in the black community we have mental health is so taboo and it's such a a subject that nobody wants to speak on just like when you when one of the signs they were talking about having a history of yes an unbiased opinion that's why i went to therapy but um having a history of mental illness in your family there are families that have histories of mental illness but you don't know that why Because back in the day, that's the family member that they swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. Or that's the, oh, she just different. Or that's the one that they would send away to the insane asylums or the hospitals and everything. But those were the ones that you didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you never knew that your family had this history of mental illness. And... You're trying to pinpoint where, where is this coming from? But it's like, okay, well, your aunt had this issue or your mom had went through this at one point in time when she was younger and all this other stuff. So we, especially in the black community, we have to get out of that mindset. We have to be open and honest to talking about mental illness and suicidal thoughts. Um, Because I saw a thread that talked about the black women in Hollywood. That have all went through different things that may have felt suicidal at one point in time. And it was a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, you had Tamar, Fantasia. um, They actually put. um, Yeah. And Tamar had like she had like a public meltdown. uh, Yeah. And
0: Tamar really tried to take herself out. Mm So. It's just. It's extremely hard, and that's why, um... If y'all heard me mention before, with anybody who goes... Who becomes... Um... Who gets to that level of stardom or celebrity status... When they come into that money and that lifestyle... Unknowingly, um... Everybody know, can see other celebrities. But to know what it really entails, you really have to... You know, be in the, of that status. And there is no... Guidebook. There's no mental health person for them to prepare what is going to play with your mental on a daily basis. And so, like, there are a lot of celebrities um, who have committed suicide or have done some things that we may look at it as like, what the hell is wrong with them? They got
1: all this money, but money does not equate to happiness. I tell people this all the time Like money does not equate to happiness And like well if I had all this money I would be happy And I'm like do You you'd be reali- happy
0: that you wouldn't be in debt That's Do what you be happy realize
1: with? How many millionaires Have taken themselves out of here Because they spend I remember Mary J. Blige said this one time In their interview Because you don't know who's really here for you mm-hmm. Or they're here for your money And your fame And so these people struggle with that because you got all these people that want to be your friend, but in reality they're really not your friend, right? All they all they care about is um riding off your fame. You know what I'm saying? Yes, money money helps a lot. Like somebody said it does help. It does help. You know, but it's also
0: because it's like once you pay off, it's like we're looking at it from a lot of people look at it from okay, I have all these bills I need to pay. So once your bills are paid, let's just get that out the way. once your bills are paid and you don't have to worry about those things bothering you every month and you've bought all that you can buy now right what other happiness are you gonna have just having a whole bunch of money if you don't have other people surrounded by surrounded around you with good intentions? Because there's always going to be, um, unfortunately, money can uh, change somebody's loyalty quickly.
1: Very very much so. When people find out that you make a certain amount or you have more money, people will definitely change. And it's people out here who even prey on people's families because they see,
0: oh, well, they come from this and they come from that. Like, look. Just because somebody make it look good don't mean that it, it's all just cracked up to
1: right. be right. And you think about it, even when when you have some celebrity children that have killed themselves or taken themselves out, and it's like, oh well, they grew up in all of this and da 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 da. da. But some of them, they look at our lives and they're like, oh, I wish I had that sense of normalcy uh-huh. that we had. I wish I could go somewhere without cameras being in my face. Or 50,000,000 people asking me questions about my mom or my dad or whatever the case may be. Whitney Houston
0: and uh, her daughter, for example. Whitney Houston said multiple times on that TV show, when they had their TV show, Mm -hmm. that she was mad because she could not have a regular, like, family day without cameras being in her face.
1: And that stuff takes a toll on you. It, It takes a toll on you mentally because yes it's great to be to have the fame and to have the money and to live the lifestyle you want to live but to have that sense of normalcy it takes a toll on those people yeah i don't want the fame i take the
0: money but i don't want the fame um (laughs) but then
1: and you also have to think about these people these are the same people that when they're out with their families and they're like, no, I don't want to take a picture. Then you bashing them on the internet. Do you want a camera all in your face when you out to dinner with your family? No. People
0: got mad at how Kanye West treated the paparazzi, but that shit is real. Like, I don't even like when people unknowingly put me on camera as a regular person. So imagine being a desk and having to deal with it every single day, whether you're in a good mental health space or not. Yeah, like like you in the
1: Chick-fil-A line, you just want some chicken and everybody oh my god look who it is they taking out cameras they in the way when you just trying you just try to get your fries, you to them, a, hot,
0: and trying and, to live a normal life right. because of course they they 19 out of 10 they have somebody they could send but sometimes i realize a lot of celebrities just want to be able to do normal stuff
1: yeah like like prime example the president of the united states can't drive they're not allowed to drive so I'm pretty sure Obama has probably gotten behind the wheel of a car when he got a chance to because <laughs> it's, I don't care if that man drove a hundred yards down the street. He just like, you know what, this gives me a chance to feel some type of normalcy that I had prior to becoming the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we have to, we have to think about. That in terms of these are people too. They're humans. They have feelings. They no have emotions. what status they're at, right? Like I am not one of those people. And I say this: I don't. I don't get starstruck. I think well. No, it was only one person that made me nervous. But other than that, <laughs> I don't have. I'm. I have walked up to. They ain't really celebrities, but I walked up to NFL players and started speaking to them like they were regular people, and they appreciated that because I'm not like, oh my god, like I ain't with all, hey, how you doing? That like, and I strike a conversation. What I'm not acting. They people like us, right? So exactly, give them that that sense of normalcy because that stuff really does play on their mental. Like I think about Demi Lovato, she's been very open about. Her drug use and everything, and I mean that's hard. Even with Britney Spears, free Britney. Yeah. I think she kind of free, but <laughs> she you know, Britney. <laughs> <laughs> but like even with stuff with things like that, like
0: yeah, I don't know what Disney did to them people, but um, uh,
1: right. A lot of it childhood. was a lot of them. I think the only one that's that still normal is Lizzie McGuire, Justin, Timberlake. He don't care. Because yeah. I didn't like the way he did Britney. <laughs> or Janet Jackson. So, no. I mean, I'm just saying he's still normal. Well, yeah. He didn't. <laughs> I was, he wasn't strung out on stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Like, you just.
0: Yeah. You just never know. Like, um, this <laughs> is probably going to sound bad. But I really think something happened to Raiden Simone. She's a little. I, I think so.
1: And I don't think it was during the Cosby show era. Mm-hmm. Because. I didn't get that vibe from none I of the really cast. I think it was on Disney. I think it was Aranda when she Brown. went to Disney Channel. I don't know what was going on because I remember Jamie, they were talking about some things with Jamie Lee, Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn
0: Spears.
1: Yeah, um, um, Brittany's sister. So I, we don't know what was going on with, and again, that's that childhood trauma. So we don't know what was going on with that. And it plays out in their adulthood, and we see that every day with regular folk. Right, that that childhood and, trauma
0: and people who start acting or get into celebrity status young. And look, I'll, if that's what the route that she wants your child to go on, great. But please make sure that uh, one, you don't you don't change who you are as a parent and protect them. Um, protect them and th- don't become greedy even. Because that's what a lot of them have experienced, you know, from their childhood to now is that um, when their, their parents controlled everything that they had. Mm-hmm. And then as they grew and they weren't able to express certain things because people demand so much from them that um, they either had the substance abuse um, or they would just be in a, a depression and try to fight it every day. Um, we're going to take a quick break to um i'm taking a music break not all the songs are going to be uh recent songs from the DMV but um i i just wanted to play some softer music this week um because we're discussing this topic Cooking. You know, all this hot all music, this hot music hot in the street, all this hot, hot music in Simple, simple, revolutionary. Oh, oh. revolutionary is a Not easy. Not easy.
3: Not easy. <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> Bitch, who? Nigga what, bitch who, nigga what, bitch who, nigga what, bitch who, at this point I'm elevated Don't ever test me when I'm jaded, I'm so hot I can fly, there's no escaping And I go ape shit when I'm faded, dripping, drowning, my name they shouting Gotta watch on my surroundings, now that they crown me your demons are frowning. You overcrowding. Fuck up on my face. I need all of my space. Stay great Got no time for the snake shit. Don't got time for the patience. Questions like you bank now. Heard you say now. Who you round now? What you bout now? It ain't none of your concern. Uh, I wanna rock right now. I wanna shut shit down. Crown. I'm going up right now. I'm too turn right now. Lower your sound. I'm uh, in. Mean, lower your voice. You never had a choice. This shit was earned. Nigga, just wait your turn. I really learned to discern. I'm fire. Fire. Praise to the Messiah. Sire. Got a group full of writers. riders. Don't need a damn rider, rider. And and today, we have to, on, we on. I have to
0: flowing, flowing. okay welcome back so um i had to play that song by chuck brown love and the last song i played was by henry b styles called release um so, also, last week while we were at the stunt show, we had a chance to talk to several black businesses that were um, that were vendors at the showcase. And so, it was really nice to meet um, those people. And so, if you didn't watch last week's show, I did edit it and add it to what was posted on YouTube. So, that new video is up. Um, I did want to spotlight two of those businesses this week. The first one being Powder DNA. She is a black nail tech from the DMV based out of Laurel. She does acrylic full sets and customs that are ready to ship with press-ons um you can find her on instagram at powder dna that's p-o-w-d-e-r-e-d-d-n-a also you know art um we met had a chance to meet joe who did the custom paintings and artworks um look forward to working with him to doing our logo And he also has Sip and Paint Kits. He is based out of Baltimore. You can find him on Instagram as well. um, At UKNO underscore art. So to jump back in, we were talking about um, this month is National Suicide Prevention Month. We had left off at the warning signs. And um, we were discussing about how, you know, trying to find a way how I'm more focused, I don't want to say more focused on, but the level of inclusiveness for mental health when it comes to the DMV area, especially Mm -hmm. Um, because there has been so much going on, I think. Gentrification has played a big part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gentrification has played a big part on um not just the poverty of people, but how the area is condensed. Because if we really take a focus to where a lot of I want to say tragedy happens in the city, um it's the same area. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty much the same areas. There was another mass shooting Yesterday, I believe there was seven people that got shot and three have died now yes, on um, in Northwest, yeah, on Longfellow Street mm-hmm. in Northwest. Um It's really sad because it's like at this point what is I don't want to put it all on the mayor, but at some point when you you have crime that keeps happening in certain areas, at what point do you have someone go in and try to talk to people to see like what is where is your mind at for this to continuously keep happening and then it's it's like it's innocent people that are being hurt and uh, it really pulls at people's heartstrings when there's so many children
1: merle gaga go. merle. <laughs> merle 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 got go. like yeah. i'm not even a dc resident but it's Interesting to see how much the city has changed. Um, especially now that I work in the city. Um, I work in Southeast, um, not on the Alabama Avenue side, but the very gentrified side. And I'm like in the morning, I'm just like, Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's 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 really different. And growing up in the D M V, like, you've watched how the city has changed and it's crazy because now Landover is becoming very Caucasian uh, I've been going to the Planet Fitness in Landover for the last 5-6 years um, I may have seen maybe one white person on average now it's a group of white people working out in the gym at 4 o'clock in the morning never seen it um, you got white folk uh, running down 202 never saw that growing (laughs) up as a kid like never never Um, but like going back to D.C. it's a matter of first of all we need to have officers that have some type of compassion because even the black officers that are in D.C. they're assholes and they're jerks and it's just like they, a, a lot of times, these officers hide behind their badges. And it's like, take some time. Talk to these people. Ask mm-hmm. them what's going on. Ask yeah. them why. You know, a lot of times, and the crazy thing is, working with um, students that were from Southeast, um, having students that were losing friends in the street or that were outside when their friend got shot. And... These kids nowadays—they don't care. These uh-huh. young people are reckless because back in the day, women and children were off limits. You didn't kill women. You didn't kill children. Like you didn't do stuff like that. But these these ones that's yeah. out here because it's, it's, it's really the now. youngest. It's the yeah. It's one. really
0: different now. I, I could say probably in the last five to eight years. It's certain neighborhoods in D.C. that still carry that same... That beef. Yeah, not only do they carry the beef, but it's some, they still have some people in their neighborhoods that carry that whole mantra of, you know, clear the street out before y'all do what y'all gonna do. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't been somewhere where they was like, if you leaving, you gotta leave now. We can ready to go clear the playground all of that. I respect y'all more for doing that. But it's still like, why is the beef so bad? Like, y'all don't own none of this shit. That's the part that
1: uh, behooves me.
2: (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Is y'all literally living in these Section 8 houses, buildings, fighting over the the building that not name one of y'all own. Like, y'all out here beefing and y'all don't even know why you're beefing. You know what I'm saying? Just because... your cousins and them, or your uncle and all that was beefing with this, whatever. So, y'all just carrying on this beef, and it's not just in DC, it's literally all yeah, over the all hoods over. in America. Um, but it, it's it's crazy, it sh- it's getting worse, you know what I'm saying? You got two year olds getting shot, and babies that didn't even get a chance to live their life, like the young man PJ. Glen Aren you know what I'm saying like these these babies are not getting a chance to be who they were supposed to be because their lives are t- been taken away mm-hmm. like they ain't even begin to live their life yet at eight nine and ten years old and it's crazy because it's it's 12 and 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kids that are that are out here doing it. Think about those carjackings that was going on. They was not the
0: grown people. No, they was teenagers.
1: They were teenagers. It, these kids are thir- 12 and 13 years old with 9 millimeters ca- uh, carjacking people. Make it make sense. Where where is the dis- there's a disconnect somewhere yeah, in our community. Some somewhere. These these kids are hurt. They they have seen things, they gone through some there's something that is causing them to want to act out in this manner. And it's mm-hmm. like we, we, where's the disconnect? Like where we got to find out. we got to figure it out.
0: Yeah, um I heard on I, I want to say it was the radio of how like a lot of schools have lost like the funding to be able to do Um, Certain trips And from My experience I got to go on a lot of trips Throughout the whole time I was in school Yeah these kids don't go nowhere Yeah, They don't get to go anywhere and I think that's another thing When you live in a place And all you see is Negative things and a lot of poverty Mm -hmm. And it looks like nobody Is making it out of that situation It becomes a mentality of I can't do no better than that because look they still here all these people grew up here and they still here it, a lot of people in DC have never left DC
1: never and it's sad it
0: is because We're it's not a lot of beautiful about going places across
1: the line the PG county
0: yeah like it, go to the other side of the world whether whether you leave the country or it's just going to California go try your best to go and experience another environment City, another country, do whatever you do to try expose your kids to show them that it is more things out here in the world than what they see on a daily basis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I, I, I tell, I know people get mad at me. They're like, "You're not a parent. You don't understand." Just because you wasn't exposed to something, don't take that away your opportunity away from your child. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I say when I used to do this program with Park and Planning, um, where I would cook different dishes and then I would blindfold our kids and have them taste it. Some of these kids have never even heard, let alone tasted, some of the vegetables that I brought in. Yeah, these kids don't
1: eat vegetables. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I see the lunches, y'all see in your children in the. the <laughs> <TV>. <laughs>
0: But it's like, oh well, my mom don't, egg. my mom don't eat that, so I don't eat that. I'm like, but have you ever tried it? And a lot of people have that mindset. That's why we got adults out here that only eat chicken tenders and French fries when they go places.
1: When well, you out of, you don't go out of town to eat chicken tenders and French fries. You could have stayed at <laughs> home, in that. But we do. I just work in that education, like I see so much, and. I have seen just how the, I guess the decline in the mental health and of our children. Um, somebody said that's why they expose their child to everything. Let her know it's more than just what's going on today. Uh, exactly. But I've seen such a, a a decline in just our kids and mm. just how they are. Like. I remember working with my high school students my first year. Like, I would literally ask them questions about, you know, because when we talk about their mental health, we have to think about growing up, we didn't have the Internet. So mm-hmm. cyberbullying and all that. We had
0: the Internet, but our parents had to pay for that. That dial-up yeah. shit, and AOL, took a long and time. if
1: somebody picked up the phone while you was in the house, that you gotta it. start all the way. Over. <laughs> all right, all right. Carry on. Um, so we didn't have, a, we weren't exposed to as much as these kids mm-hmm. are, and so you, s- you just see the difference because we were. I was having a conversation about social media, and I just was like, "What is it about the likes and the follows?" Mm-hmm. Like, we live in such and you see this now with adults we live in such a place where everybody needs validation Mm. but people don't know how to validate themselves absolutely and self it's a lot of self-esteem issues and it's a lot of we see a lot of mimicking behavior and, oh, well, if this person is doing this and I'm trying to get to, I want to be like them. But that person ain't shit for real. But to them, that's they did the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, people only going to show the good. Right. They're and not so, going to show you
0: <laughs> their struggle. This is
1: what we see with these kids. Like, honestly, these new drug dealers are different. I could respect and, the ones back in the day. and y'all lazy as fuck. <laughs> I can respect the ones back in the day. They took care of the kids in the hood. They made sure that them kids was not on the street. They they did they did things for the kids. They did book bag drives and they bought the kids shoes and they did y'all knew drug dealers. Y'all just ride around and half y'all don't even have y'all only had cars. I what do, I don't know what I <laughs> don't, don't know what call. they be
0: doing. They don't. They don't. They they not available half the time. Like, half, what, the what, other half the time they ain't got what you need. Like
1: what what are y'all doing? At least at least them drug back in the eighties and early nineties. The, them those men that were in the streets they took care of these kids. Their
0: community. They took they care the of the ones their that would be
1: like, listen, you be, little brother, go to school. You know, get your education and stuff like that. But these new joints, I, I don't know what yeah, the, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And you, and I you think, see, and this is what the kids look up to, and so this is their mentality. Like I gotta be out here carrying guns and shooting everybody to be. Mm. I don't even know what they want to be. I don't think they know.
0: They they haven't even got a chance, and I think that goes back to the exposure thing where they haven't had time to think about what they want to be nor have they been able to meet people who have achieved certain things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I know when people had, like, career day has changed a lot in the schools. And uh, when we was younger, career day was popping when I was in elementary school. But nowadays, um,
1: I got I, some career day <laughs> stories for this past uh, um it, It's
0: not just... Even so, just the parents that come in and do career day, sometimes I think the school board should try a little bit harder to expose mm-hmm. children to different type of careers. And I'm like, y'all, what, what is so hard about having somebody from the high school come in and talk to these kids about the different trades that are offered at the surrounding high schools? Like, it's, certain, it's small things and changes that could be made to help, you know, jumpstart these kids' minds to
2: think, I think differently.
1: Nowadays, we're so focused on comic core bullshit and all this other stuff that we aren't really teaching the kids how to survive outside of sitting in the classroom. Um, now, the school that I used to work at had career day, but I don't think they properly screened these people. <laughs> Uh, Cause one, she was a hairdresser. Okay, she's telling her story, but Sis had to tell them how she used to be a stripper and how she was going through a divorce, and she was like inappropriate. Ma'am, they didn't need to know all that. You could have just told them what you had to do to become a cosmetologist. We did not need to know that she was signing out of Polar Stadium, Sis. Like we ain't need to know none of that. Like you know what I'm saying? But, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just, I really do. Think that we need to do better now. I have worked in elementary schools where, in elementary school, where they focus on career day, but you also need to implement that in high school as well. Because elementary school, okay, everybody, all you see, like we had a metro bus driver, we had a horse person. <laughs> Uh whatever. We had a kid that became an entrepreneur. He sold shoes. Like you had all these different things. Okay, but these kids are like six and seven. Yeah. Great. Ooh, I'm fascinated. It's a metro bus. Yes. I ain't never been on the bus. So and I'm and, and that's on.
0: the other thing, like um the younger, younger kids. Now, I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna be for you yeah, know the normal I thought I was gonna kids going not be a doctor,
1: uh, not look at me. The hmm.
0: normal kids stuff. But I'm like the, the kids that are transitioning to middle school and going into high school, like it's like how they be trying to push, you know, what college you gonna go to, and they start doing that. in, like middle school, start talk also talking about the trades and other different kind of positions, especially like for the state of Maryland, they short on teachers.
1: But Na- that's now country. they short on bus.
0: Now they short on bus drivers
1: across the, en- the entire United States. They short on everything. Everything in education.
0: Yeah, because they they don't want to pay people accordingly.
1: They don't
0: Um, We're going to jump back And go to um, A couple more of risk factors Involving uh, Suicide prevention and awareness Um, Loss of a loved one Legal troubles Financial difficulties And interpersonal stresses which could be a mixture of shame Harassment bullying discrimination or relationship troubles um bullying is another one of those things that uh i'm not going to say that the world is sensitive about it now because there are definitely some real bullies mm. but there's a fine line between bullying and jonah because i came up in an area where jonah was like normal yeah
1: because
0: we definitely <laughs> talked about each other yeah we talked about each other and we still we we'll still say good morning to you tomorrow on the bus and do it all over again. Um, but bullying now has taken on, um, I feel like, another monster in itself. Because you do have children. I don't know if some of these children really are mean. No,
1: nah, for real. Kids mean.
0: Yeah. Like, kids already say they had that show, kids say the dumbest things. But sometimes you be looking at kids like, no, nah, where the fuck did you learn that?
1: No, for real, work working working in education, kids are really mean. Like, the stuff that be coming out their mouths, I be like, what? Because you be having to check yourself. Because you be like, oh,
0: who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> Wait a
1: minute. You know, Um. so I... When it comes to bullying, I think also... People have become so protective of their kids. So it's just like, I think we have to get out of the narrative of everybody's so nice in the world. Cause not. Yeah,
0: because they're and, definitely and you, some And we're teaching
1: people. these babies, like, oh, you know, me. no, that's not, everybody's not nice. Every, my mama, everybody's not going to like you.
0: Mm hmm. Everybody's not going to be a friend. Everybody's not going to speak to you neither just because you speak to them.
1: Everybody's not going to hang around you. Everybody's not going to treat you the same. And... Or everybody's not going to... She would say, like, stuff like, you know, everybody's not going to treat you how I treat you. Mm -hmm. Which is something that we probably should get back to with these kids. Because... Absolutely. Your mom... Everybody's not going to treat you how your mama and daddy did. And that's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? So... When it comes, I guess, when it comes to bullying, but yeah, some of these kids is ASOS. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> some of these kids are little jerks. But I think we need to get back to teaching our kids to be strong-minded. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these kids aren't. At and all. the level of sensitivity, like, even in sports, I hate a participation trophy. What the hell do you need that for? I'm against those. I never got a participation trophy in all the years that I played sports. For what? We lost. What did I need a for? We lost. Mm-hmm. Build your character and move on. Cry boo-hoo and then move on. And Thanks then. for coming out. Thanks right. For but I just...
0: I, I feel like you have to give children something to work and look forward to. Mm-hmm. So awarding them when they haven't achieved anything... And then you've gone through this process for all of these years now, and you get into adulthood and like, well, I mean, I did my job, okay. You did what and you were supposed that, to do.
1: That is what we see now. I'm telling you, an education.
0: Like people be wanting to get applause for being a parent. Um, you made yourself a parent. Right. Um, you're doing your job.
1: But you see, but this is what you see. These new kids, they want something for nothing literally like i remember like kids were talking about oh i got new shoes because i got an a what i came home with a 4.0 my mother said oh that's what you're supposed to do congratulations and kept it moving these kids feel like every little tiny achievement that they do because this is what you're supposed to do as a kid oh you got up be with the school this morning we're gonna go to mcdonald's <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do so then we create these adults that
0: feel obligated. Feel,
1: yes, that feel, that have this obligation. And when they don't get what they want, then they, they throw tensions. Mm-hmm. So now you 18 years old, supposed to be dropping the fries at McDonald's. You got attitudes. And now I'm going to call my mother because I didn't get da-da-da-da-da. Girl, that's not how the world works. Absolutely not. But we are creating these kids. Like, we're, we're, we are literally rewarding them for doing what they're supposed to do. And when they become adults, yes, instant gratification. When they become adults, they feel like, oh, well, I went to work today. Okay, congratulations.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, people have to understand, like, it's, oh, we're not saying to not um, applaud your child. We're just saying for everything that they're supposed to do, you cannot give them physically an award for doing something that you require of them. If you require that of them, then it shouldn't be just an automatic award. You need to applaud them of course and give them I'm okay. proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like still still feed into them and give them, you know, positive affirmations, you know, I'm proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. Because it's certain things in the world that like it's mandatory to survive. And if you don't learn those skills, then like you said, you become those adults who they have the worst temper tantrums you've ever seen in your life. Like yo, and and it makes me feel like, bro, who raised you? Like my bad. I mean, I know your mom, but this is what your mom taught you. Like
1: yeah, like it's like they feel like for every little thing that they do, that they do, they're supposed to get something, and it's just like that doesn't this not adulting. Every time I pay my bills, I don't get a an award, a trophy, nothing. Right. I get a thank you. Or well, the
0: people who be like, well, they don't appreciate nothing I do. Well, is this something that you're supposed to be doing? Because, I mean, people are not going to always say um, thank you for doing something. If this was already discussed and it's a requirement of right. you. Like, just be happy you did it on yourself. You was able to meet that this month good job me but hey. then
1: also then that plays on their mental because if they're not getting this instant gratification then it's like oh well what am I supposed to do now like I, I can't get what I want I can't this I can't that but it's and like then they
0: turn into like some spiteful people
1: yeah but literally things are earned everything isn't given and I think that's just what we see nowadays with the younger kids like i understand that you want to give your child something that you may have not gotten from your parents and it may be material things or whatever the case may be but you also want to make sure that whatever you're instilling in them is realistically speaking for when they become an adult absolutely and it's just it's just not when you see this with younger people it it's not.
0: I had a, a cousin who used to come visit, like probably like two weekends in a month, and once a month, my mom would, if we have been, you know, we haven't had any problems in school, we did everything in the house that she asked us to do. Um, we didn't get no allowance, but if yeah, her, if her finances allotted, she would take us to get one item from like the toy store or something mm-hmm. in a month, and it just so happens that. My cousin always ended up with us every time we went to the store. Every time we went to the store, like, I've never seen a child beg so much in my life. And I was like, every time, so when I when he got older, I used to ask him, like, every time you went in the store, they like, did your parents always buy you something? Did you never hear no in your life? Because the way you begged was just outrageous mm-hmm. to me. And he was like, um, well, yeah, my mom did buy me whatever I wanted. I said okay, and then when you became an adult, um, how how did you still get what you wanted? I couldn't. I said, and how did it make you feel? Say it really pissed me off. I'm like, nigga, why? <laughs> like, it was like, because There's just certain things that I was used to doing all the time, and and I couldn't do it no more. Then, um, he like he would just be mad at the world.
1: And you see this in crime shows, for real, y'all. That when these these kids that be killing their parents, Man. a lot of it, that's what it is. Because these parents have been taking care of the they grown-ass children all this time. And when they decide, hey, I'm going to cut you off, then they get crazy and then they kill the parent. And now, now, now you, you really ain't getting shit. Right. Because <laughs> now you sitting in jail and you in prison and you can't even get the life insurance policy because you done killed their asses. So. Um, I'm trying to tell y'all Like I'm just telling y'all what I see From an educator's point of view I'm not knocking nobody's parents in But I'm just saying that I've worked with all ages Of children and I see I see it And it's just like I'm sure some of the single
0: parents have run into Adults that you can tell How their childhood went mm -hmm. For the most part Because they when they're not getting that attention or they're not getting that like you said that instant gratification, then they'll flip the whole script on you. Mhm, like I didn't even know you possessed all of that,
1: but those people grow up to be great manipulators
0: absolutely, I agree um
1: that's a mental health problem too that some something, something don't click right when you have people who who can constantly manipulate a situation like all the time. But a lot of times that stems especially at adults, it definitely stems from childhood traumas,
0: yeah, um, we was talking about this over the weekend um how s- people have to be careful with the relationships that they build with their children and setting boundaries mm-hmm. um We see it more often in the mother and son bonds, but the father and daughter bonds can be uh super crazy too. Because um, Sometimes it's like a Overcompensation for certain things mm-hmm. And that plays out Into some of these uh, Adult males mm-hmm. and females to, They think They're requiring things from people that are Unrealistic
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, I'm going to give y'all five steps To help someone In emotional pain um, These five steps are From the National Institute of Mental Health. Step one, ask. Ask, are you thinking about killing yourself? Two, keep them safe. um, Reduce access to lethal items or weapons. Three, be there to listen effectively and acknowledge their feelings. Four, help them connect. Those are the numbers um, that I showed earlier on the stream as well as announced at the beginning of the show, the lifeline numbers and 5 is to follow up and stay in touch. It is important for some for people who experience these not only the risk factors and the symptoms but just for people experiencing some of the things whether it's the loss of a family member or um if there've been a lot of events that have happened mm-hmm. in their life like to stay in touch. I know that we're all busy adults. But if you can recognize something has changed, whether it be a lot of people, since we are in a time of social media, a lot of people will post things and we'll scroll right past it. We won't even really like, we'll read it, but it won't be something that really we know how to respond to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just because you don't know how to respond to them, um... Just hit, the, shoot them a message or something. And say, "Hey, um, just wanted to check on you. How you doing? How you been?" Because some people do cry out on social media. Some people,
1: some people do. But um, I will say this: when you are dealing with somebody who's going through a lot of stuff, because I've been there, because. um, you have to be very careful mm-hmm. because, um, when you are an uh, empath like I am. I tend to take on other people's problems. Mm -hmm. My friends will tell you that. So I will step back. But I will let them know, like, I'm still here, but it's becoming a lot. Mm -hmm. So you can still be present for them, but you have to let them know. Like, I've had situations where if it was a mutual friend of mine, and I, I would have to tap out and be like, listen, you got you won't have to do this because I can't right now because I got my own and I don't want to not be there for that person but I'm dealing with my own stuff or it's becoming too heavy for me Absolutely. so I gotta tap out or kind of pull my energy away because it can be a lot and um, even when you do do those assessments people will lie mm-hmm. absolutely they won't always tell you the truth but don't force it don't force it like if you ask somebody what's going on and they feel like they don't want to talk about it then just be like okay i'm here but don't force it because sometimes even that being forceful can cause it to escalate even more than what it Uh already was so you have to be very very careful definitely use your intuition because we all got it Use your intuition, your discernment when it comes to situations like that. Like, be be very careful. Because yeah. a lot of people... Because you also have people who go through things and that transfer of energy and emotion is very, very real.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they'll end up pouring everything onto you. And then now they not gone on about their business because they have poured all of whatever they have going on onto you. So you... You have to be careful. got boundaries,
0: healthy boundaries. Yeah,
1: you have to create those boundaries and you have to take care of your mental health too because you can't be the person that you need to be for, that, for them if you can't even be that person for yourself. So you got to be very, very careful when it comes to these types of situations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing of advice, uh, like you said, is knowing how much... To be in, to really be involved, um, having a boundary of what your limit is for, you know how you can help them. If it's something that you feel that is that is above you, um, there are resources. Just there are resources that can be reached out. Um, if the person is comfortable enough with talking to someone, or maybe they just want you to, you know, um, well, yeah, I do want to talk to somebody, but I don't want to go by myself like just getting someone to talk to someone professional because um even though i i I give advice all the time i tell people that does not make me a therapist and it doesn't make me right Mm -hmm. that's just me having experience of dealing with certain situations and different kinds of people um as well as i've gone through therapy myself um we do have, um, I'm sorry, I do have some treatment and therapy um, which has been deemed effective and evidence based through uh, interventions and I know in the black community we do not like having interventions with people. It makes people shut down. Um, perfect example, what happened this weekend but um, there are multiple different ways. I am not a fan of medication at all but in certain situations people with different type of mental health disorders medication is necessary yes um they do have two other forms of assistance it's called cognitive behavioral therapy also known as cbt mm-hmm. um, it helps um, people learn of different ways of dealing with stressful events um, as well as Dialectical Behavior Therapy, DBT. It reduces suicidal behavior in adolescents. And the research that the National Institutes of Mental Health is working on, they are trying to make it so that it helps at a, a younger stage mm-hmm. as well as, you know, their goal within, I think it was like their five-year goal. So by 2025, their goal was to reduce the suicide rate by 20% because like the numbers over the last couple of years have gone up and I gave the stats from 2019 and it was 46,500 people is a lot of people
1: that's a lot um I will say with the cognitive um behavioral therapy um just so y'all know I do I have a whole masters in psychology so I do know what I'm speaking about um, a lot of times they use that for because every mental illness that is out here they don't have medication for that, so there are some mental illnesses where you you have to learn coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and ways to deal with yourself, so I don't know if you guys um. No, oh my god, I just lost his name But he used to play in the NFL He was a wide receiver, he played for the Miami Dolphins He, uh, Brandon Marshall Yeah, he played for the Miami Dolphins He ended up going to the Denver Broncos He was diagnosed With a um, Personality disorder mm-hmm. But the personality disorder That he has There is no like Concrete, this is written out This is the treatment so, he had he ended up going to school and learning more about his uh, disorder. So, he could learn how to cope with it and learn how to deal with it. And he ended up having a successful career in the NFL. Because he was wilding out when he was with the Dolphins. But that's <laughs> because he had the issue and didn't know that he had it. Um, so, with Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, it is really good because it does give you a lot of ways to cope with different things because and then sometimes when people are going through issues or whatever there are levels so when you go to when you go to a therapist you are assessed they assess you they give you ask for your family history whatever whatever and they determine like are you like a severe case are you like they start to diagnose you kind of not necessarily immediately But they try to assess to see how they need to handle you, how they need to handle the situation. So when you go to this and they give you... It is important to be completely honest. Absolutely. When you are going to therapy. Because if you don't, it doesn't work. So. But with the cognitive behavioral technique, it's a very good technique because it's something that a lot of people have to use because there's no... There's no one right way to treat
0: everybody. Yeah, and from the research that I did, it was like the most common medicine that is prescribed is a antipsychotic medicine called clozapine, but it's mainly used to treat people with schizophrenia. I was about to
1: say it's with schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so even though it is FDA-approved, they... Use that medicine for a lot of people in reducing the risk of suicidal behavior. But when we really break it down, like, suicidal behavior doesn't necessarily coincide with someone who's schizophrenia, so...
1: And a lot of those things, they can't give to children because they mm-hmm. increase this... The, okay, so the one thing about schizophrenia um, and those type of disorders... You can't, a child is not going to get diagnosed with anything like that, um, unless it's like really, really bad. But most of the time, you don't get diagnosed with schizophrenia until you're like, I think, between 16 and 18. So that's why, in children, it's important to pay attention to signs because a lot of times, some of these kids, and I'm just telling y'all, being in education some of them that they you have to be a certain age before you go for a, a psych evaluation or a certain type of evaluations cuz they're not going to check a child at like 2 or 3 years old when they already I'm trying to tell y'all when they showing them signs of the possibly being a serial killer they're <laughs> not uh, and there are signs there are signs they're not going to necessarily um test this child for that because they're like 2 or 3 years old and so by the time you, this child is diagnosed or whatever, it's severe, and it's way later on in life. So that's why it's very, very important um, to pay attention to behaviors um, in your children, especially during this pandemic. I know y'all seen some their behaviors change.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of um, different mental health um, disorders or issues and so I would say how they always tell people to get a second opinion. Um mm-hmm. if you are not I don't care if this doctor delivered your child. I always feel that it's best to get seen by multiple doctors. I know some of y'all is gonna cost some extra money, but to have a second opinion or a third opinion so you know that one they're diagnosing your child the right way. Mm-hmm. And two, two, you can have it so all your doctors can help you with a safety plan or um, there's treatment. And I think it's really important before because, granted, the medical industry will be like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to try to give your child this medicine. Before you get to... I don't
1: like work,
0: Yeah, before you get to ADHD giving medicines. your child medicine, blah, is there other coping mechanisms or things that we can do prior to trying this?
1: Please, y'all. Because
0: please. they try 8 million things on us. So you have to be adamant about, like, look, before we get to this step, is
1: there a, anything
0: else that we can do I'm
1: gonna tell y'all again coming from I have worked in nothing but special education for the last eight years and really when it comes to mental health um different issues with these babies y'all are y'all child's advocate you have to advocate for your child because some and I'm gonna tell y'all this I have worked with children that were deemed ED they didn't have no name emotional disturbance whatsoever okay so you really have to advocate for your child because if your child don't need an iep do you make sure that they don't end up with an iep if your child especially when it comes to adhd medicine i am not a fan because i have had students where when they start taking those that means they are zombies uh-huh. Their personality changed. They sleep all day. They don't have an appetite. So you, it's, so and you don't get to see their personality. Right, like I'd rather have you flipping tables and cussing me out instead of sitting here looking like yeah. you were, you yeah. zel- zooted yeah. out off of the meds.
0: I dealt with a child like that, and it was it, it used to scare me. I'm like, okay, I know you took your medicine today, but and I'm happy that you can do your homework, but now it's like. You're you're not being yourself And even though sometimes Your natural self can be A little bit much I'd rather be able to see your personality And you be able to play with your Friends normally because The social part of um, Some of these disorders Is very important For these kids to be engaged Mm -hmm. Because as soon as they get Labeled and separated It plays on their mental health More
1: It really, it really, one thing about when it comes to mental health, and this is just even as a society, it's just not with kids in schools, we need more inclusive behavior. We need more inclusive growth. We don't have things in society where someone can feel more inclusive. And I'm not talking about like, you know, someone that's in a wheelchair or someone that's deaf or blind we do do things to make them feel inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like people, they got the whole Paralympics. Right but people that have other types of disorders that we can't see um, or mental disorders we don't make them feel included and honestly even in education you see this and you see this a lot especially when you have a child that's difficult or a child that has behavior problems they isolate these kids Mm -hmm. from these classrooms, and then these kids are not included. And these babies can feel this. Mm -hmm. And like Pink said, it plays on their mental because it's going to be like, well, why I can't play with these what's, kids or, or why am i not considered about me? normal or whatever the case may be so you really have to when it comes to these schools i'm telling y'all because i've seen some of these kids and i'm just like why why are you in this school or why are you here it's nothing wrong like if you had the right staff behind the child the child could be successful so it's it's a lot of things that play into these kids but definitely parents please advocate for your kids because i'm telling you i've seen kids and i'm just like you don't belong in this school like you aren't your behaviors aren't severe or a lot of them i've had students i'm literally like do you just need a hug like what's going on Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because some of them really don't have ed or they don't have a disorder they're truly products
0: of their environment and Because at home is where they feel most comfortable to be able to, you know, whatever is going on in their mind, that's where they, you know, they can just run wild at home. So parents would be like, well, they're this way at home, but when they're in yes. this setting, they are not like that. And I've that. had
1: students that be like, oh, when I'm at home, I'll act like this. Well, why are you act like this in school? Mm-hmm. They They're fine at home, but they just act out in school. So it's just... Just Y'all just really, really You have to advocate for your kids Especially for the young black boys I say this all the time Because they love to label Our young brown Babies Black babies Working in special education I'm telling y'all I've worked with so many boys So many boys It's rare that you see girls um, Well you might see a couple of girls But now I've worked with more feet. I have started to see more young girls especially teenage girls in like alternative school behavior schools but definitely at the elementary age when mm-hmm. I worked at elementary school it's I think out, out of all of the, the program that I was on, I think we, at the most we may have had like 5 girls
0: I can agree with that the school I worked at it was only like 5
1: yeah and, and most of them was young black, young black males and so we really have to advocate for our children because a lot of it a lot of it it's really not there's something wrong with them as far as they have an emotional disability or a lot of them Attention. are other health impaired, ADD, ADHD. That's those are the most common ones that you see outside of if they really have like autism or something else. Cause now I do work with kids that are more that are nonverbal. So those are different. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about the ones that have that sh- have been labeled to have behavioral issues. Like, a lot of them are truly products of their environment. And or lack so, attention. Uh, yeah, so, mom might not be in a home. Dad might not be in a home. It may have been something that we said. I had one child, his dad was locked up, and his mom used to tell him that he had devil eyebrows like his daddy, and he didn't like that. And so, he would come to school mad. And that's why he was acting out. It wasn't because of us, it was because of what his mama was saying to him. Mm-hmm. So, but this stuff plays on their mental because they then they grow up and this is the thought process that they're had. And then they're mad at the world. Mm-hmm. And these are people that do end up in and out of prison or living a life uh, on the streets or something like that. And so all of that plays within their mental. So you catch them while they're young, but still advocate for them to make sure that they're getting the right help that they need. Absolutely. And diagnose with what they really have. Cuz I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of these kids are not, but education is also a money maker. So,
0: yeah. Man, um if if you if you you or your child are uh, prescribed any type of medication surrounding surrounding these issues, um, make sure you talk with the doctor Or the pharmacist to understand the risk And the benefits of the medication Because sometimes While the benefit may sound good The risk is greater mm-hmm. um, And if you've been taking medication for a while Don't stop taking it Without talking to a healthcare provider Because um, once you've been on medication For a while it's, um, It will almost send your body Into shock mm-hmm. To stop taking it Um, Report any concerns or major uh, side effects right away. Now, if you have a serious side effect, they are asking for people to report the serious side effects to the FDA MedWatch Adverse Event Reporting Program. You can do that online or by phone at 1-800-332-1088. So, um, again, I'm going to go back and state the phone numbers for the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. 273 1-800-273-8255. Um, also, if you call that number and you're a veteran, when you call that number, you would press 1. You'll be able to see that on the video online as well. Um, if you if you would like to text the crisis text line, you would text hello to 741-741. If you're a veteran, you would text hello to 838-255. So, um, <clears throat> I know this was a heavy show for everybody, but it was a very important topic that I wanted to touch this month. Um, so, this month we're going to have a couple of guests throughout this month. We're gonna have a part two to a conversation that we started last Ooh, month. Yes,
1: child. My family still talk about that, <laughs> co- that
0: episode. Yeah, so we're we're gonna have a part two. Um, I'm thinking about maybe possibly a part three. Um, mainly because we will be having our appreciation cookout on the 19th. Um, as much as we love everybody who supports us. We will be sending out messages to um, invite people. And then once we get those numbers, then I'll, we'll make an adjustment to see, you know, how many more people we can accommodate. So over the next week or so, you if you receive a message from us, it is important for you to respond. To so me. we know how many people, because I don't want to run out of food at this event. <laughs> Um, So that day is September the 19th again And um, we will be live Recording live from That event as well Um, I think that would be a good time To to continue talking about that topic too Yes Getting everybody's different sides Um, I know later on this month We're supposed to have a musical guest As well as um, Dre from Legend Bookbag Co Is coming to hang with us on the 26th um, I know this is a little bit far out, but we are looking forward to, there's going to be an event that we're going to be a part of in December, um, networking with the Michelle at her pop-up events. I'm looking forward to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, As well as, I'm going to go ahead and run through the events that we have for the month of September so far. So, tomorrow, custom- Customized community market is having a Labor Day bash from 12 to 5. It is free entry at St. Charles Mall. They will have a prize wheel, a DJ, food trucks, um, and they'll have stuff out there for the kids. So, again, that's from 12 to 5 at St. Charles Mall. On the 11th, right here outside of Ivisa Mall in the tunnel on the former mill side. Pretty Pamper Queens Social Club is going to have their pantry drive from on the 11th, that is from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. On the 18th, Jewelry by Kays and Bartending Beauties are going to have a sipping shop at the park. That is September the 18th from 12 to 5 p.m. at Gwyn Oak Park. They are still collecting for vendors. I think the vendor fee is like $30 food vendors is $40. Um, I do have all this information posted on the podcast page under social events as well as you'll be able to, to see the flyers posted on the videos for YouTube and Facebook. Um, I guess we can get ready to wrap up our wisdom of the week 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 week. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm gonna just say for y'all because this show was very very uh it was a lot. Um, definitely check yourself. And I say this in a way like not attitude or whatever, but your mental health. Um, you know yourself. Okay? And you know yourself better than anybody else. One thing that I am very for me personally i'm i am very self-aware my friends will will tell you that i'm very self-aware of when i've had enough when my attitude changes when i just need to take a break when whatever whatever so definitely check yourself and it's okay to say no and it's okay to not be okay um Me and my friends, we definitely, (laughs) the two that I talk to on a regular basis, we always check in with each other, always do like a mental health check. Like, how are you feeling today? Like what's going on? And I'm very honest, like, hey, you know, I'll be like, oh, I just had a moment or like whatever, whatever. But I'm self, I'm aware of that. And so you have to, you have to be aware of you, your triggers you have to be aware of when things are becoming overwhelmed when things are becoming too much and then tell people even on your jobs tell tell your boss like hey you know this is a lot this is becoming overwhelming this I, i need to step out i need a break i need something because you can't be the best you if you're if mentally you're not there and then you can't be who you need to be for your for your friends if you can't be that person for yourself so that's why I say always check your check yourself. Check yourself in a sense where where is my mental at at this moment or at this time? Okay, that's when I when I say check yourself. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you getting right clap back at the neighbor or something like that. <laughs> I'm talking about checking yourself as in where you are mentally this week or where you are mentally in this moment or whatever the case may be okay so definitely take that time to really check yourself so it's almost like doing a self-evaluation even with those questions that um pink gave where you can ask somebody else ask yourself like it's nothing wrong with talking to yourself okay it's nothing wrong with that ask yourself how am i feeling today like am i feeling okay like assess yourself okay because we need the best you you got to be that person for yourself in order to be that person for someone else okay so just check yourself all right
0: now i gotta follow up behind (laughs) that no. Um. Personally, this has really been a rough week. Um. I even reached out to Phyllis this week, cause it was truly been a rough week no, for me. We
1: both had.
0: Yeah. Um. But in the midst of it all, um. Whoever you believe in, whether it's God or whoever else you believe in, um. Just continuously focus on Him and praise Him through the good and the bad. Um. I think that has really helped me stay in a positive mind space, despite what's going on. And, um, my wisdom is going to have to simply come from know that everybody, like you said earlier, does not move like you and expecting people to be the same person as you are is an unrealistic goal. Um, and I'm going to say this because I've dealt with this in friendships just because Somebody does something to you. Doesn't always mean you have to address it every time. I'm a firm believer of. We can address it one time. If I address it one time. And I tell you that. um, Your disrespect. I take that as disrespect. And then you continue to do it. There's no more explanation. I'm just going to distance myself. Because some people in some situations. Are not worth it. Don't waste your time. Repeating stuff to people. They heard you.
1: The first time. They
0: just showing that they don't give a fuck. So choose your peace over people. That's all I can tell y'all. Choose your peace over people, situations. Do whatever you gotta do to make sure that you have peace. Mm-hmm. We will see y'all next week at the same time, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We thank y'all for tuning in.
1: Bye, y'all.